Welcome into the Esports Network Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Correa. And as always, we're talking about the latest and greatest things happening within the esports industry. And that involves sometimes talking to companies from outside of the industry, coming in, partnering with, with a few of the, the members of the, of the sector, if you will, and kind of reaching out to a, a younger demographic or trying to get involved in some way to help also you know, elevate their own successes, which is always an important thing in the industry, kind of elevating everyone around them to kind of make things work out better for everybody involved. So let's welcome in CJ McDonald. He is the CEO and founder of Step. And as far as I'm getting this right, this is, Step is like a financial platform, uh, banking platform, if you will, for teens and their families, kind of providing tools and helping them, uh, I guess, uh, be more financially literate, if you will. And so, CJ, you're based out of out of the Bay Area. You've had, what, 20-ish years of experience in the financial se- sector from, from like a management point of view, all the way up to now the CEO and founder of Step. So, CJ, I want to thank you for coming on and taking time out of your, I'm sure, extremely busy meeting field uh, field day to talk to a schlub like me who just host, host a podcast once in a while no i appreciate the time kevin great to uh, great to be here nice to meet you and uh we're all busy but uh, it's exciting to to kind of have this conversation and tell you a little bit more about what we're up to yeah for sure and so for people who don't know i haven't really heard of step uh you should probably should get on that because what well, you've raised what 150 million dollars in the past year from like what two series uh funding rounds something like that is, is that is that right 150 million dollars over the past year that's right yeah we've raised two rounds we did a 50 million dollar series b late last year and then we did a hundred million dollar series c earlier this round so um in total the company's raised about 200 million dollars um and uh, 150 that came over the course of uh you know the last six months very very nice congratulations on that i'm sure like i said you're busy man for good reason not, it's not without reason but let's talk about you the busy man right so what was this back in 2017 or so you kind of uh your previously co-founded company gift was acquired by another company so you kind of found success there you found yourself on the other side of an acquisition and so how did you end up kind of discovering this little this little corner this little niche of people that that need to have i guess their teens really involved somehow in banking and kind of learning the ropes if you will and their families as well as it concerns to you know the the the, the state of things today with the increasing digital age these teens don't really go to a physical bank they don't really interact with the physical teller how did this need come about from your perspective yeah a big inspiration for step was my kids so i've got two younger kids and um to be honest with you i was looking for something just as a parent to be able to offer them as it pertains to financial products and services um and so i started doing research and um it had always bugged me growing up that schools don't teach kids about money and a lot of families don't talk about money and when you think about it money's really evolved and changed over the years um i mean you, you kind of threw me under the bus with the 20 years of experience so <laughs> I've, I've got a number of years of experience and I've been around where I grew up with cash and checks and cash and checks aren't a thing anymore. And everything's kind of shifted into, you know, digital from a currency standpoint, um, as well as the way we transact and, and, and buy things. You know, I used to go to the mall and hang out and buy things and now everything's kind of done online. So as we shift into this digital world, both from a commerce and a payments you know, standpoint, the need for you know innovation around financial services and products um, is is magnified and and highlighted. And so, I was doing research for my kids. I couldn't find anything. I started doing a lot of research on the market about what was out there. And when you think about it, most people get their first bank account before they turn eighteen. Most people get their first debit or credit card before they turn eighteen. Most people get their first job before they turn eighteen. 
but large traditional banks don't really do a good job tailoring towards the younger demographic and they don't do a really good job tailoring towards families. And, you know, you mentioned that, you know, teens or kids is kind of a small niche, which it's smaller than the larger, you know, population. But in reality, everybody's got to start somewhere. And we basically have come at the market of let's be that starting point. Let's be that starting brand. But our goal is to really grow with the consumer and each step of their journey in life offer relevant financial products and services. Mm -hmm. So we want to be that first bank account. We want to be that first spending card. Um, you know, financial literacy is kind of core to what we do. Um, we're a very mission and impact driven company. So, you know, our, our mission is to improve the financial future of the next generation. And we want to build products and services that tailor well towards them. Um, so we spent about two years building the core product. Uh, we spent about six months testing it in market with friends and family kind of, you know, behind closed doors. And then a year ago, we launched step to the general public for the first time um, and basically said anybody can sign up. Um, what is step? We offer a FDIC insured bank account. So your, your money is, is secured and protected. Um, we offer routing and account numbers for all of our accounts. So you can do things like direct deposit. You can do things like allowances. Uh, we just actually announced early direct deposit where you can get paid up to two days early if you have a job and, you know, typically you get paid on Friday. You now get paid, you know, on Wednesday or Thursday, nice. which is kind of cool. Uh, we offer a secured visa spending card. So it, it can be used anywhere visas accepted. Um, we have virtual card numbers. You can load it into Apple Pay day one. You can get a physical card if you need a physical card. Um, and the unique thing about our card is it's actually a secured card that helps you establish and build credit before you turn 18. So that's pretty innovative and unique compared to other products that are in the market today. And then the other cool thing that we offer is a P2P platform. So the ability to send and receive money. Um, so I think a good way to think about it is, you know, kind of Venmo meets Wells Fargo. We kind of brought old school and new school together and built this all in one solution that combined the ability to send and receive money with your core banking. Mm. And, you know, with all of that, we're, we're trying to really guide and teach you, you know, money 101 and basics around, you know, jumpstarting your financial journey. Wow. That's, I'll tell you, just from my experience, I, I was one of the lucky ones. I had uh, a parent who worked in, in, in a bank as a teller and so she would know all the ropes for everything. And my dad also worked in a bank for a number of years before moving on to the mortgage business. And so I feel like I was lucky in the fact that I was, I had a bank account, but I was like 12 years old. And so hearing this come out for the first time for people who may not have that, that benefit of having parents who already kind of are in the know with banking. It's, it's when I was reading about step, I was like, this is kind of something that, should have existed long ago. This is, it's weird that nobody's thought to tackle, you know, financial literacy and banking at a younger age than, than 18. It's just, uh, I understand, you know, obviously banks have to focus on people who, who kind of make the money, but I'm glad to see that you kind of found your niche with this, with this startup. And of course, speaking uh, as a startup, uh, you guys kind of, I'm sure you had those early years, these kind of struggles as well. What was, I guess, the toughest part about, you know, bringing step up from where it began? Was it kind of just uh, the, the, the capital you needed up front? Was it kind of the, the kind of the, the difference in strategy? What exactly did you have to focus on to get this product off the ground? Yeah, great question. I think, I, I mean, there's a few things. One, like we've got, it's very hard what we're doing and we have a very complex, you know, um, user experience because we don't have any branches. So everything's mobile and digital. And then we've got two customers, right? Because in order to set up, you know, a bank account for somebody under the age of 18, we have to have a parent involvement. So, you know, we've kind of got two different customers with two different demographics. They consume media differently. 
And, and so building a product that kind of tailored towards these two demographics is just very challenging. And there's a lot of testing. There's a lot of research that went into that. Um, I think the other thing is, is we've really innovated in our product. You know, the way we design this secured card is pretty unique and, you know, has never been done before. And so getting all the, you know, proper sign offs from all of our partners and everything like that took some time and took some education to, to be able to kind of get that out. Um, so I'd say there was a lot of product innovation and we've kind of pushed the, the envelope in terms of not accepting the way things have been done for 20 or 30 years, but the way we think the world is going. Um, so rather than follow, we like to kind of be proactive and blaze the path. Um, so there was a lot of just, you know, I think education and time up front that went into building what we're doing. Um, we, we could have launched a standard checking account debit card probably a year before we actually came out, you know, but we, uh, we took some time to, to build a, a stronger product and a stronger foundation. Nice. Very nice. So that's, I'm sure it's been uh, a startup kind of is, is always a difficult thing to manage, especially kind of keeping yourself busy on your toes constantly. So I'm glad to see, you know, probably what, two, three, four years later after you kind of built this up, it's still kind of going strong. And obviously you guys have seen a tremendous amount of success this past year. And so I'm curious, is how big has that growth been for you guys in terms of, I mean, from members to employees, how, like, what are you guys looking at in terms of numbers from within? Yeah. So, I mean, in our first year, we crossed two and a half million, you know, users on our platform, um, which, you know, we're excited about. Um, we were the fourth most downloaded banking app in the first half of this past year. Um, you know, in terms of employees, we're, we're over 100 employees now. Um, and uh, we have an office in the Bay Area, but we have people all over the, the, the world. Um, and so we've done a lot of hiring throughout the pandemic. Um, I think at the start of the pandemic, we were about 25 people and now we're over 100. Wow. Um, so we've grown just from a team standpoint. Um, our product continues to evolve. We're constantly adding new features. We're constantly, you know, um, you know, iterating and improving the, the customer experience and the customer journey. And we'll continue to do that and invest in the product. Um, so we've got some exciting things that are going to be coming out, you know, over the course of the upcoming months and definitely moving into next year. And, uh, yeah, I'm just really excited about the opportunity. I feel fortunate to have an awesome team that's, you know, executing on um, all of the challenges and, and, and product features that we've kind of set out for ourselves. And we're just getting started. But, you know, to get two and a half million accounts in our first year and growing, um, you know, we're excited about. But we're in, the, we're in the first inning of a very long game and there's <laughs> a lot of work in front of us. And so we're just trying to stay focused and, you know, keep our heads down so we can execute. For sure. For sure. I mean, two and a half million, that's like <laughs> that beats out my local community, uh, you know, credit unions by you know, a mile and a half at this point. But I mean, uh, when you're when you're kind of targeting this this market where, where you have two clients, like you mentioned, you have the parent and, and their child. I mean, in terms of, of testimonials and feedback, what have you heard from the parents and kids that, you know, that are like it so much or you've heard some feedback that make you kind of think about, think twice about something you've implemented. I mean, what does that look like in terms of, you know, I guess kind of targeting and molding this company to a certain clientele? Yeah. So, I mean, from parents, you know, I think a lot of consistent things that we hear are, first of all, gosh, I wish this was around when I was growing up, <laughs> right? A lot of parents, a lot of parents say that. Um, a lot of parents um, comment on the ease of how easy it was to set up and how easy it is to, you know, basically manage uh, money within their family or specifically for their kids. Um, so, you know, we get a lot of just positive feedback where, I mean, 
when I was growing up and up until recently, like you had to go into the branch to get an account. You had to sit there for hours and fill out all this paperwork. And you can set up a step account from anywhere, you know, in a matter of minutes. Um, and you can have a card number and money loaded into your account. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really easy and we try to keep it simple. So I think those are some of the key things that we've heard consistently from parents. And then on the team side, you know, they just love the ability to first of all have a card or access to spend money. Um, you know, we offer things like digital allowances where so many teams have been operating off of cash because they don't have bank accounts. And so parents give them cash, but they can't use cash in most <laughs> cases to game. They can't use cash to shop online, you know, and so having kind of a spending vehicle to be able to purchase in today's modern day economy, teams like, um, I think they like the personalization of our app. You can personalize the app, you can personalize the card. Um, and so having that personal identity, they like, um, they like ownership, you know, like it's something where they feel like it's theirs. It was built for them. Um, and, and kind of an analogy I like where you think about things in, in perspective, Facebook is kind of more anchored at, you know, parents and the slightly older demographic. Instagram skews a little bit younger than, you know, Facebook, for instance. Then Snapchat came out, skewed a little bit younger. Then TikTok came out and skewed a little bit younger. Like this younger generation, like when you think about Gen Z, um, very entrepreneurial, very smart. Um, and, and they really associate with brands and products that were built for them, you know? And so similar to call it Facebook being very popular within, you know, parental communities and TikTok being very popular, you know, amongst Gen Z, it's no different with a product like banking, you know, where like we built our product, we built our brand specifically for the younger generation, and everything from a UI to, to a UX, to a branding perspective, to features that we offer, like everything was in the mindset of providing a product that a teenager could relate to and a parent could kind of get behind, you know, because we don't charge fees, right? Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of banks and card companies will charge fees. We don't, right? We help you establish and build credit, right? You can instantly send and receive money on our platform. So from, you know, if you're stuck on the side of the road and don't have your wallet and you need gas, right? The ability for mom and dad to send you money and you can go, you know, get gas at a gas station, like something like that you can do on our platform, you know, instantly. And we try to make it just really simple. And so, I mean, one of our core values as a company is we're customer focused and like everything we do from, you know, a product to a brand to a customer experience standpoint is really putting like our customer's best interests, you know, first. For sure. And that's, that's always something I think more parents are looking at, just kind of the ability to, to easily take care of their child, whether they're miles away or, or right in the home is kind of something that uh, a lot of banks are kind of playing catch up now if you with the way they've kind of set that up. And, and so for companies like Venmo, PayPal, and now Step, they've kind of you know, breach that frontier a little bit deeper now for people to kind of, uh, you know, easily take care of their child when it comes to banking and financial uh, issues and kind of resolving that easily. And also, like you said, uh, the, 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 the building of credit is something, you know, a lot of teams don't have the ability to do by the time they're 18. They don't have the, you know, the, the, the background, if you will, to buy a car or, you know, purchase something, you know, a, a big purchase, if you will, that doesn't really require a parent to help sign them. But, you know, my first car, I had to have my dad co-sign my first two cars because it had enough credit. So it was just yeah. like, it kind of helps me out a little bit. And, and, and I'm glad to hear like 
teens of tomorrow won't have to have that issue as well. So I know you you kind of uh, also had some big financial backers as well that kind of helped target uh, this this growing teen uh, market, if you will. You had what athletes like Eli Manning and and uh, Andre Guadala hopping on on the investor train, and you also had uh, Charlie D'Amelio from TikTok hop on as well. That's a that's a huge uh, you know kind of team teen influencer that kind of uh, helps bridge that gap even more. And now, like I, I wanted to bring you on because th- this this partnership we had with Buga, the, I, I saw the step commercial you had with him was was really cool. Buga, aka uh, Kyle Gearsdorf, he was the 2019 Fortnite World Cup uh, champion all those years back. And so to see that this is now becoming more of of the company molding around its market, it's interesting that you kind of are directly looking at these teens and saying like, hey, these are are some of the people that you kind of. Uh, look to for entertainment for for whatever let's let's bridge that that gap a little bit more and so was this a push to kind of uh you know have the 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 faces of the company be more friendly to these teens or i guess what exactly was the strategy in having uh you know booga d'amelio kind of hop on and, and and give you guys more more clout if you will yeah, so I think it's it's a great question, and there's I'd say it's a multi pronged approach, mm-hmm. um, and so we've been super thoughtful and intentional with all of our you know discussions and all of our fundraising that we've done. I mean, the company's done four rounds of fundraising since our you know beginning. Um, most recently was our hundred million dollar round, which was led by General Catalyst. Mm-hmm. Um, we you know we wanted to find basically people and demographics and then verticals that relate to who we are and who we want to be kind of growing up as a brand and as a product and as a company. Right. Mm-hmm. So first off, like Booga, you know, I mean, he's a teenager, right. He happens to be a pretty darn good gamer. Um, and he's a, he's a great guy and um, he wants to make gaming more accessible and and at the end of the day, like spending time with him now and spending time with his family, like financial literacy is really important to him and it's really important to his family. And it's something that like he'd love to be able to help, you know, more people not only get access to gaming, but also get access to, you know, financial literacy and financial products that are actually doing good. Um, no, no doc on traditional banks, but their business model is very different. You know, they charge things like overdraft fees. Um, and on average, the college, the average college student overdrafts a bank account two to three times a year. Um, the average consumer in the U.S. pays about $350 a year in banking fees. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think for us to be able to come out and say, first of all, we don't charge any fees. And second of all, we want to teach you about money and, you know, the balance between spending and savings and provide a platform for parents and, you know, teens to talk like gaming is a natural fit for us because it it typically skews towards the younger demographic and younger generation. And so as much as we are a financial service company, we think a lot about lifestyle and culture and building a brand that like people can relate to. And so, you know, we're super excited about the the partnership with Booga. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of exciting things, you know, specifically with Booga. You can imagine a world where, you know, there's a lot of other partners that we're talking to, um, both on the, you know, individual slash influencer level, but also on the company brand level. You know, we like to, you know, um, build relationships and surround ourselves with other great brands that might have, you know, synergies or, or, or organic fits. Um, 
But Buga, you know, as it's interesting, as we started talking to him more, he got so intrigued and impressed with what we were doing. You know, we actually started talking to him about making an investment in step. And so he actually is one of our investors now wow. as well. Um, and so Buga is an investor and a great partner and we'll continue to work with him. You mentioned Charlie D'Amelio, who's also a great partner and she's also an investor. Um, so we were, you know, we were her first investment that she made. And so that kind of strengthened the relationship and, and she's an investor. Um, there's a, there's another social media slash entrepreneur named Josh Richards, um, who is now 19, but when we started talking to him, he was, you know, 16, 17, and we have a great relationship with Josh and team. Um, and so we've gone out and figured, you know, people that we respect that ultimately could be good partners to, you know, help us give product feedback and help us like make our platform and product better. And those were all people. And there's others that I just mentioned, you know, kind of that fit the team profile. But in order for our product to work and in order for the team to have a great experience, we also have to have some credibility and clout with parents. Mm -hmm. And so we went out and, you know, we, we've done a bunch of partnerships with the likes. You mentioned Eli, who's awesome. Eli's a parent. You mentioned Andre Iguodala. <laughs> Andre's awesome. Andre's a parent. You know, Steph Curry is also an investor and a parent. Um, Will Smith is also mm -hmm. an investor and a parent, right? Um, Alex Rodriguez is also <laughs> an investor and a parent. When we have this laundry list of, you know, folks that are good athletes or artists or, you know, celebrities or influence, but they're real people that are parents that, you know, want what's best for their kids as well. And so, you know, having them, you know, support us both organically or just, you know, give a quote that says like, you know, financial literacy is really important. And like, I trust my kids with step, like that gives, like you said, some of that clout and credibility and stuff. So we've taken this multi-pronged approach with, you know, figuring out who our demographic is and are aligning ourselves with like great people that can help support the cause. For sure. And you guys, you guys have done a great job of that with the, you know, great partners you guys have and great investors as well. And so, I mean, uh, this is, of course, an esports podcast. So I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about, you know, the reach of, of competitive gaming and gaming in general. We, we see a lot of the, the increase of the, the power of these influencers. I guess when you first started reaching out to these people, what was, I guess, the strategy you had in mind from your marketing and partnership teams and your, and your branding teams, or even you yourself? What did you guys see when it came to the reach of these influencers? influences you're like wow these guys have really kind of managed to, to corner themselves with a with a with a you know a guaranteed audience if you will and we have a potential to tap into that i mean what did you guys see exactly from gaming i guess not just gaming but also tiktok and 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 these influencers in terms of their reach yeah i mean look i mean uh, let's we we can take gaming we can take tiktok and and it's kind of all the same right like i mean so, so many of us spend so much time on our phones, right? The way we are consuming media, the way we are communicating, like everything is kind of like mobile and digital based and social media is like a big part of society today, right? Good or bad. Um, but we spend a lot of time on social media. Um, and our thought process was, could we align ourselves and could we create content that is both engaging, fun, educational, and could kind of help tell our story rather than just running ads on TV or running ads on, you know, Instagram or TikTok. Like how can we lean into culture and lifestyle? 
right? And gaming is a big part of culture and gaming is a big part of lifestyle, right? Um, I mean, look at that cool chair that you're sitting on. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> you know, but, and, and, and look at the not cool chair that I'm sitting on. <laughs> but, you know, like, like I, 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 I recognize your chair. It's like a statement, right? Like, and it's one of those things where money is just part of our everyday life, right? Rich or poor, you kind of, you have to have money to put a roof over your head, food on the table, clothes on our back. Right. And, and I think the ability to kind of like lean in and tell our story more authentic and more organically. So like, for example, like we're doing something really cool with Booga, we've got these, you know, um, Sunday streams called step up maps, right. Mm -hmm. Where it's, it's not just like that's near and dear to him and who he is. And we're trying to like pull in like, you know, people that can relate to him and then ultimately kind of, you know, have step be a part of that story where we're, you know, part of it and educating people on like financial literacy and educating people on access to gaming and, and whatnot. How can we bring those worlds together to where it's authentic and where, you know, somebody like it relates to them and their interests. Um, and so the same thing with TikTok, like Charlie's the largest TikToker in the world and she's 17 years old and she's got 120 million followers on TikTok and, you know, uh, combined, she's got almost 200 million followers globally on social media. And, you know, she's only 17 years old, but if we can figure out a way to kind of connect her and her audience and, you know, step to basically provide both access as well as education as to like what we're doing and why it's great. Like we want to do that in that authentic, organic kind of fashion that I talked about. So let's figure out a way to lean into TikTok and let's figure out a way to lean into content. Um, so we, we, we're, we're still testing and, and trying a lot of different things, but I, I think for us, it's really about connecting with, you know, our audience and gaming is just a really natural overlap and fit with, you know, who our customers are. Yeah. For reference, uh, DX racer chair. I, I, I didn't buy this at all. I, I got lucky enough to win it off somebody else. That, that's, that's entirely, a I wish I had the money to afford one of these shares, uh, like straight up, but uh, I would take an entire credit card and, and that's a whole mess that I had to talk to the wife about. But <laughs> for the most part, I wanted to ask you, cause I, I know you're a parent as well and you're kind of seeing your kids grow up around this, this new era of culture, this new era of lifestyles that have been popping up across, you know, social media, like you mentioned. And so when you see the, the, the I guess the, the difference in culture from how you grew up to how your kids are growing up. I know you're working in kind of a digital frontier, if you will, when it comes to, to banking, but you're seeing your kids kind of looking at their, their, their entertainment, not on a big screen, not on a small screen, but on a, an even you know, a handheld screen for the most part. How do you feel as a parent when you see that, like that these people have a lot of reach when it comes directly to my kids? How do you feel when you, when you see your kids kind of like growing up around this, this new era of culture and lifestyles? I mean, as a parent, it's scary as hell, right? Yeah. There's, just, there's access to so much content and, there's, and, and some of it's good and some of it's bad, right? And so, you know, I think as a parent, it's just that boils down to communication, that boils down to access, that boils down to, you know, um, having a conversation with your kids and, and you know, at, at a certain age, they might be ready or, you know, um, it might be more relevant to have them play or be on X game or X app or X platform. Um, but I think there's also an opportunity to lean into that. Right. And, and I think like at least a company like ours, which is all I can speak for, because you know, that's what we do is we're truly trying to provide a great customer experience. We're trying to like do what's right for the customer. 
Um, and so for, for us, we're leaning into it. Like, how can we, like I said, be a part of that conversation? How can we educate people? Like, how can we, you know, build a brand that is relatable to the audience and demographic that we're going after, which in this case is, you know, Gen Z. Um, and, and, and we really truly want to provide that great customer experience. And so we're, we're leaning into it and just trying to make sure that we take the high road on everything that we do. Which is, which is always what, some, what a parent wants to hear is that the company has their best interest at heart. And there's really, you know, like, uh, I want to point to the fact that you guys don't charge any fees at all. That's always like a great kind of thing to see. Uh, cause usually, you know, not to name names, but certain banks like, you know, the higher ups, you know, would charge you at the wazoo for any kind of, 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 uh, foreseen, you know, fee, like, you know, from an overdraft to an ATM fee to whatever you end up paying, you know, that $350 every year, just in fees alone, which is absolutely insane. And I'm just, I want to thank you for that because I know I have a daughter now who, you know, in 10 years will be probably thinking about getting a bank account for her, like an actual account that she can use. And so I'm sure we'll have a conversation with the wife tonight, but Hey, we should probably, you know, look into this and see what we can do from our end of things. But I'm curious uh, now, what's the next uh, part of my phraseology? What's the next step for step? Uh, I mean, you guys have uh, a lot of things to tackle from the product itself to brand outreach, to partnerships, investing. What do you guys look like? look for in the next year for when it comes yeah. to step. Yeah. So, um, I mean, look, we're growing, right. I mentioned in our first year, we got two and a half million accounts, um, which is great, but how do we continue to scale and help, you know, 5 million? How do we continue to scale to help 10 million? So I think a big focus for us is just overall continuing to build the product and continuing to build the brand. Um, there's a lot of product development that's going on. So, you know, we constantly just want to be adding, you know, relevant features as well as improving what we have to provide that great customer experience that we talked about. Um, we, we, you know, I think we have an advantage over traditional banks. We don't have branches, we don't have tellers. So we don't have some of the operational overhead that some of them have, which allows us to be able to, you know, both move a little bit more quickly as well as not have to charge, you know, some of the fees that you talked about. Um, and so I'd say a big focus for us just over the course of the next year or two is we'll continue to build out the in team and invest in our people. We'll continue to build out infrastructure that supports the scale that we're seeing. And then we'll continue to build out products and features in our brand um, to make sure that um, we're providing the, the best product, the best platform. And, you know, we've got the trust and, um, and whatnot from our, uh, from our user base, just based on a great experience. For sure. And so, I mean, I mentioned earlier, like way earlier that a lot of banks are playing catch up now uh, in terms of just what they're providing to kind of match you step for step and kind of see what they can also uh, manage to, to, to carve out their own little niche in this market as well. What is step doing differently uh, in the future to kind of, you know, not, I guess, get a, get a competitive edge against these, these larger banks who have a little bit more to play around with, or, you know, a company like a, like a Venmo, if you will, to kind of, uh, make sure that you guys have uh, your, your own little market, you know, still, still the sizable, still gain, still gaining ground against these other competitors. I mean, look, you brought up Venmo. I mean, first off, Venmo, you have to be 18 to be on Venmo. Yes. Well, that's their terms of service. And so like there we can capture people younger. Um, now they may offer the ability to go younger, but, is that their focus or they, and Venmo has not done a lot of product improvements or changes over the course of the last five years. Mm-hmm. You know, they added a card, they added crypto, they added stocks, but like their core product, like if anything has changed a lot to where it's just more confusing for a consumer, <laughs> you know, cause there's so many things there, but like their core product has not changed a lot. 
Um, most people use Venmo to send and receive money. Mm. Most people don't use Venmo as like their core banking bank, and they don't use Venmo as like their core card, credit or debit, right? So they link their bank account and they move money in and out of Venmo. They use Venmo to send and receive money, and then they use whatever card that they got probably when they were in college or high school to, to make all their purchases. And, and, and so what we're truly trying to do is build that all-in-one solution day one, mm-hmm. right? Where your first bank account that you got, which you mentioned you got an account with you when you were 14 and you know that you had a parent that was a teller in the bank and you feel very fortunate because you had access that most people don't have. You know, I don't know if you still have that same account or if you changed <laughs> it, but you know, like I still have my same Wells Fargo account when I was 14 that I got. It's still my main account today. Um, it's bank accounts are very sticky um, because you know once you set up things like direct deposit, once you set up things like bill pay, auto pay, unless you have a bad experience with your bank or card company, or unless maybe you move away or get married or divorced, like a lot of folks just keep that original card and original account. And so our goal and thesis from day one was start there, grow with them each step of their journey in life, hopefully we can have a customer for life and we can build a brand truly for this next generation. Well, unfortunately, my first bank account was with uh, Washington Mutual. And so that's, uh, <laughs> they went down the drain after that financial crisis in the- uh, in, Bank of America now? There was, yeah, it was Bank of America, but that card was still just like, I'm like, <laughs> as soon as they shut down, my parents found new jobs. We got new bank accounts. We're all good now. So I was just like, that's, <laughs> I wish I still had that original Washington Mutual credit card or, or debit card that I had. Again, so obviously- yeah. You left Washington Mutual because they went bye bye. Yeah, exactly. You know, in the crisis, um, <laughs> I mean that's what happens when uh, you know the, the housing market crashes and banks find themselves a SOL for the, for lack of a better word. But uh, CJ, I want to thank you really quick for for stepping in and giving us your own perspective uh, of what's going on with this brand outreach, and also congr- again congratulations on on the big partnership you had with Buga, and uh, hopefully get another hundred fifty million dollars in the in the next year to to continue grow this this banking uh, platform and continue teaching teens how to really you know uh, use their 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 bank accounts and teaching their parents that it's okay to be a little bit more digital nowadays. But uh, CJ, I want to thank you for, again for coming on the show. I, I, I really appreciate the time and uh, of course, wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Kevin. Really appreciate the time as well. So of course, uh, you can follow Step at uh, social medias at Step, I believe across most of the social media platforms. Uh, CJ yourself at CJ McDonald. We'll leave yep. links to the, in the podcast description. And of course, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show again. Best of luck. And uh, of course, um, if, you get a, if you get a chance to open an account in my name, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> no, no, no. We're just fooling around here. But uh, CJ uh, McDonald, CEO, founder of Step. I'm Kevin Curry, host of the Esports Network podcast. Yeah.